Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Following Paralumen. Quote-unquote, not your ordinary podcast, where we talk about all things under the sun. I'm your host, Danny Catehuco, competitive coffee drinker, passport stamp collector, and now your new favorite podcast host. Sit back, relax, and let's get the show on the road. Hey everyone, welcome back to the following Paralumen podcast series. I'm currently in the Philippines and it's my last two weeks here. So excited but sad to leave home behind. Anyway, for this episode, we will be talking about life as a digital nomad. How does this work? How do you become a digital nomad? And what exactly is a digital nomad? So for this episode, we are joined by Mariano Martene, a friend and a digital nomad from Argentina. Hola, Mariano. Hola, Dani. ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> bien, bien. <laughs> so, where where are you now? Where are you currently? I'm currently in Indonesia. Uh, I'm in a booth and I am in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, in the ja- <laughs> oh, really? I'm in the jungle. Are you, like, yeah, at really a hostel I'm, right now? No, I am in a house that is, has no walls. Oh. Uh, it's made entirely of bamboo. Oh, really? is awesome. Uh, yeah, maybe you can hear like the, the nature or the yeah. crickets or something like that. Yeah, it's because I don't have walls. So <laughs> <laughs> is that like you can rent it like an like a, an Airbnb or are you like volunteering? Yes. Oh, it's uh, like yes. an Airbnb. In this, in this, this case is uh, Airbnb and it's a share floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, the person who rents is from Australia. Oh. And it, yeah, very nice. And a few days ago, I met a girl that she was from Turkey, mm-hmm. and now another girl from India is staying here also. I think um, when you're traveling, you just like meet a lot of people that comes and goes, and then you know. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's uh, one of the best things on doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, before before being here, like uh, the week before. I I just went to like a hostel slash villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't check uh, the details, but yeah. it, it, it turns to be that all of them were Russians. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah, really. So suddenly uh, I arrived at the place and were uh, like uh, thirty Russians, and I was 30? the only foreigner. And most, yeah, really. Oh wow, and that's a lot. Most of them don't even speak English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was you know so 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 funny and so crazy at the same time because uh, imagine this: it's just one guy from South America uh, who is in Indonesia, yeah, uh, with a lot of Russian people. So <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, but it, it turns to be really fun, uh, and I was able to you because know, I feel uh, like when you're traveling, really to me. I feel like when you're traveling, even if you don't speak the same language, you can understand each other because, like, we speak like a universal language. We're just like the love for traveling, I think. So you can understand oh, yeah. everybody, even if you don't speak the same language. Yeah, and um, if if you go the, to hostels or, or whatever you're staying, you're gonna meet people who is talking the same as you. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it's. Uh, it's not weird that you are gonna meet someone from another country and just, you know, uh, go explore around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. 
Um, okay, so how did we meet? We actually met via couch surfing hangouts in Singapore, right? Yeah. It was yeah, um, I remember the day? Chinese New Year. <laughs> the day before Chinese New Year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we were like um, looking for Chi Pao's and like the Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda outfit. Uh, yeah, and um, we went to the Michelin uh, yes, yes, restaurant the, to try the food. Yes, oh my gosh. I think it was like the, cheap, yeah, the cheapest Michelin meal that I, I'll ever have. Yeah, I think it's the cheapest in, in the world. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For like three Singaporean uh, dollars, you get like a chicken, noodles, and like a side yeah. of like vegetable. <laughs> was good, but I, I was expecting a little more to be honest, but it was good, it was good. It was good, and we met another Singaporean girl, right? I forgot her name. I, I'm yeah, so bad at names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she was really nice to us. Uh, I remember she like... Um, she toured us, us around uh, Chinatown. Yeah, she showed us some places, uh, the Chinese temple. Exactly. Uh, you know, I was, I was watching, uh, have you heard of Crazy Rich Asians? The movie with an all Asian cast in like uh, 25 uh, years? Uh, I, yes, I've heard, but I, I, uh, I didn't, I haven't seen. There is a character there that kind of uh, looks like the girl that we met and I was like, She's Singaporean, and I was like, oh my gosh, did we actually meet a celebrity? We don't know her name, <laughs> and I can't find her oh on Couchsurfing <laughs> anymore. So I was like, is that her? Is she actually like an actress? Oh my gosh, that would be dope if, if, we, if that was actually her. Uh, she has the profile to, she could totally be an actress for that show. I, I know, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions about life as a digital nomad because you are a digital nomad right i am yes perfect okay so um how was life for you back home in argentina can you describe what it was like to grow up there um yeah sure um you mean my life or how is living in argentina i'm sorry you mean how was my life or how it is living in argentina well you can describe how it is to live in argentina and um how was your life back there because i feel like most the digital nomads that i've met have like a career back home in their home country and they're like Oh, I quit my job so I can travel. Do you have like that kind of story or you just like oh, uh, want to travel? Kind of, because to be honest, I always, uh, like since child, I always try to be independent mm -hmm. and always wanted to work for my own dreams. Really, yeah. So uh, I, I, I did a lot of things, like I work for big companies, I mm -hmm. work for small companies, I work for the government. Oh, really? And <laughs> Yeah, really. So I, I had like a little experience of all fields, mm -hmm. but after a while, after I finished uh, university, yes, I I I did. Uh, I wanted to you know begin my my own company. Mm -hmm. So I had a startup uh, with a friend, and it, that went terribly wrong. We lost <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we went totally bankrupt. Well, it's an experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I learned so much from that experience. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning. And after that, after trying, you know, uh, be my, my own boss, uh, you don't have, you know, to like uh, times uh, that you have to, you know, work from nine to five or yeah. anything like that. After experience that, uh, I was totally sure that I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Because your life 
it's incredible uh, how different it is, uh, how different each day yeah. it is when you can, you know, manage your own time. Mm -hmm. So that was my first goal, you know, uh, to to be independent and to have some like uh, income source. Yeah. So I work a lot, a lot, and I try many, many things, many <laughs> projects. Uh, I've, I did a, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mm -hmm. failures, um, and after a while, uh, a friend of mine uh, from university told me about digital marketing, and mm -hmm. he said, hey, yeah, you should check this, maybe, I think that you could be good at this, yeah. so uh, I begin with that, and that's what uh, I'm currently doing, mm -hmm. I'm a digital marketing consultant, so that's how it began. And life uh, in Argentina, for me, the, the last years, uh, I was already independent. Yeah. So uh, I had like a, a good life, have to say, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because uh, I, I was able to manage my time. Um, projects uh, were doing well. Were you so, from Buenos Aires or yes, like? Yes, I live. Um, well, most of my last years, I live in Buenos Aires, mm -hmm. like uh, last last ten years. Yeah. But as a child, I travel a lot because my father uh, was a military. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know in your country or in other places, but in my country, every two or three years, yeah, uh, militaries are relocated to, you know, a new place where oh, they really? live. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So since I was a child, I traveled a lot, uh, you know, in my country. So I'll be in many places. I mm -hmm. have the, the fortune to think I, I know pretty well my country. Yeah, because you've literally really been everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like, how I feel like how all began, you know? This, yeah. Uh, it's like the beginning of this nomad lifestyle because every two, three years I had to relocate, mm -hmm. uh, begin, you know, fresh beginning, make new friends, new school. Um, so, um, after a while, I, I think that, like right now, I, I love it. <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, this is my my life right now. Every, I actually every, have like time time. I actually have like a similar situation, kind of, because like from um, kindergarten for me until I was like in my last year of high school, I switched schools every two years. But um, and I I've, I've lived in like four maybe different houses and um, in like different cities around the main island of the Philippines because um, my parents got divorced and my dad works as an architect so he has to go to different sites so I guess that's but not like as like what you said you have to move to a different city from for like two three years I, I just moved to a different school I don't know why but um, I think it's for my dad's job, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it's pretty much the same, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it has like downsides, downsides exactly. and upsides. Like, uh, especially when you are a child, it's so hard uh, when you get to a new school yeah, and everyone is looking at you. Yeah, and everybody's like <laughs> classmates from like first grade to like fifth grade and you're like the new kid all over again. Just like <laughs> Yeah, all over again. Yeah. But also it's like in the long run, you learn to make new friends. Exactly, uh, it's like you people need to, management. You need to because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you make to, uh, you learn to make new friends, you learn how to be social, let's call it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know. That's it's preparing it you for like the long run in your life as <laughs> yeah, a digital yeah. nomad. I, I think like, 
yeah, I think it that way. That's It's like a blessing in disguise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, when did you realize that you've been bitten by the travel bug? Is it from like those okay. trips when you were a kid, or is that is it like a certain life-changing trip that made you like, oh, I want to do this for like forever? <laughs> I wanted to travel since very young. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was okay. I finished uh, university, and after that, I went to travel. But to be honest, it took me like a, a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, like it's, I, I try everything. You know, like I yeah. try to apply for scholarships. Like you know, exchange programs. I try. I don't know to get a job yeah. overseas. And yeah. Everything of that, nothing works, you know. It's like yeah. I get like no after no after no. So uh, that's when I realized that if I wanted to travel, I, I, I need to be independent. Mm -hmm. um, so in some point of my life, I, I don't know when. It's like I decided, okay, I'm gonna do this. So the first thing uh, I needed is, was money, of course. Yes, of course. So I work uh, hard and a lot of years to to try to make my own business. Yeah. And after that, after I was like in a position, okay, now I can I, I can live by my own. And, and with that in mind, I just knowing that I wanted to travel, I I try to focus, you know, my new business. Yeah. Was online. this still in Argentina or were you like somewhere else? No, this was still in Argentina. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I began with local customers because it was easy to go to the meetings. Mm -hmm. Everything is easier, you know, if you are there. But yeah. the job, to be honest, it was like remote. Uh, I mean, uh, I work with my own customers and I work from my home. Mm -hmm. So there was no difference if I was like in my home or if I was in Indonesia. It's the same thing. I just could do the work anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me a while to to accomplish that. Did But you study marketing? I wanted to travel in university. Yes. Okay, that's great. Uh, I studied uh, business management, that is related. But no, the the marketing, the online marketing. I don't know how how it that. I think it just happened alone by, yeah. by itself. Uh, I was always like a little geek. Mm -hmm. uh, always, <laughs> so it, it, in some way it comes naturally for me. I feel like you don't always get to be the person that you're studying to become. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I had like uh, so many profiles that in one moment I wanted to be like CEO yeah. of a big company, or one moment I wanted to become like stock trader, yeah. like you know Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Exactly that. <laughs> oh my know. gosh, the suit and tie and the nine to five. <laughs> and I try, you know, I try, yeah. I try to do it. Uh, uh, it didn't work, but I don't know. In, in that case, I learned a lot of finance, and it's, that's useful. It's like mm -hmm. in every attempt that I did, I learned something. Now I know. I don't know if to, tomorrow I'm gonna keep doing uh, the the digital marketing thing. I yeah. think I do because I like it, but. Uh, even if I change and I want to, I want to do something new. The marketing skill is still useful yeah. for any business. So it's like I don't feel like I uh, I have like waste my time. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. at the end everything uh, is useful. Exactly. How did you know that you could actually make a living from being a digital nomad? 
Wait, wait. First of all, what is a digital nomad for you? So okay, everyone can uh, know what we're talking digital, about. Oh, yeah. We, we just got to say that at the beginning, maybe. Right? <laughs> well, here it is. <laughs> okay, so for me, the definition of a digital nomad is someone who is capable of running his entire business online. Yes. Yeah, and make a, a living from that. Mm -hmm. So now that you can manage your business online, you can be anywhere physically. Yes. Like in any country, all you need is just a good connection, and mm -hmm. that's all. And, and your computer, that's fine. Yes. Because we live in like the digital age. Fine, that's all. And like everything yes, is just so definitely. accessible. Like you want to book flights, just search them up in a computer. Or like, do you want to work, want to get money, get some clients, just like look them up in the computer as well. But um, it's not yeah. always that easy because, like, it's not easy to get clients. I mean, I still struggle to get clients of my own. But um, yeah, I think sure. this is the time that's perfect to run your online business because this is the digital age. And this is, like, the season where um, internet or, like, online companies are starting to get to be born and all that stuff. So I just think it's perfect. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. This wouldn't be possible like a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, everything is c becoming easier thanks to internet. Exactly. Like, even traveling. I imagine my like my fathers traveling like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. and they would go with a map, with a physical map, yeah, uh, I asking know. for directions. <laughs> uh, and you and, and right now it's so different. It's like it doesn't matter where you are. You just put or where you want to go in Google, on Google Maps. And that's yes, all. and I'll take so you there. Everything is with directions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> directions or whatever. You you just check your phone, right? Exactly. So everything is easier, and this is becoming like, and we are going to in, in that way. Like everything is become more accessible. I think exactly. like traveling, it will be accessible accessible for more people, and become easier, and you have like. Uh, a lot of uh, low-cost flights mm -hmm. that a few years ago they won they didn't exist. You know, yes, it wasn't Traveling possible. Was expensive, but you yeah. know, we still get a lot of criticisms from like baby boomers or like Generation X people because they think that this sort of um, because I spend a lot of time like browsing memes on my spare time. Um, I usually look at the comment sections and it's like just find some funny things. But anyway, they're like, oh, you millennials are so lazy. Just go to work and stop traveling, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just so funny because, like, we actually make it work. I mean, traveling and, like, working from, like, anywhere around the world. And it, it works, but they just don't get that. Which brings me to my point that we get a lot of criticisms for, like, things that they don't think is possible, but we are making it possible. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I think you can understand that because of if you put like in in, in their position, mm -hmm. they still think that everything is different yeah. and everything is hard. Uh, when they tried, it was difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe it's it's like every generation has like their own. Uh, it's, it's like, for example, right now, for us, for millennials, it's so hard like, to get a house. I know. Or, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? It's, it's becoming so so hard. It's just giving it. Just an example. Exactly. Right? So, you cannot get a, a house. So, okay, 
what should I do? Uh, traveling has become like a, a, an option, uh, or having this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there are some times that I just can explain to my fathers, like, they, they always support me, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just, okay, they are, they are not going to get this. Yeah, because <laughs> just, we have like different colloquial explain, terms for different generations. Yes, yes. and. And that's okay, you know. It's like uh, it's, it's how things are. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this this is especially uh, important with your families. If yeah. You want to have like these uh, lifestyles. Uh, most, if you're lucky, your family is gonna uh, probably do, for sure. Your family is not going to understand what <laughs> you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how, how your situation it is. And if you're lucky, they're going to support you. And if you're not, it's going to be harder for you, uh, especially when, you know, the culture is so, so different. Yeah. For me, it was really hard when I told my parents that I was going to quit my job because I had a job in Manila at a startup. And the deal was I can take any pre... I was going to law school, if you didn't know. I was going to become a lawyer, <laughs> um, which is like no, really, really weird because um, I ha- growing up, I had all these like law books, reading them, and I know that I was going to become a lawyer. Um, the only travel that I did ever did was to China to visit, but I didn't, I didn't um, know that there's a whole different life out there for me um, because um, in university I studied creative writing that that was my pre-law and on my last year I was going to write my thesis so I decided that oh this summer before I go back to school I'm going to go backpacking around Southeast Asia because the cheap the flights were really cheap to go to like Thailand from the Philippines so I did that and changed my mind it, it completely changed my world and i was like okay i want to do that i want to do more of that and i just want to go traveling so i was it was so hard to tell my mother i'm not going to law school which completely <laughs> broke her heart <laughs> yeah yeah it's like they have some expectations for you exactly uh, when you tell me uh, sorry but i have another plans <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, it could be hard. yeah i think it's hard because like I knew too that I was going to be a lawyer and just one summer I realized that no that's not for me I there are some things that I just want to do so I became a traveler and digital nomad and that and after graduation I moved to New York so that was that was even harder because like I'm Asian and Asian people are like so close tight-knit in their families and like leaving at such a young age to a different continent is like just out of out of the picture but um, i'm so grateful that my parents are like just so supportive even if it's not the original plan yeah i understand i think uh that's exactly how 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 you say yeah um um so how did you know that you could actually make a living from being a digital nomad uh, to be honest, I, I first tried uh, become like financial financially independent in my country. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I was sure I was like getting constant uh, revenue from that. Yeah. Then I decided to go. Uh, I didn't go before that. 
because it's going to be it, 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 for in my mind it, it was going to be it, uh, make everything more complicated you know yeah so before traveling uh, I tried to to get my income mm -hmm. uh, once I have that uh, I was I began like telling all my customers hey I'm gonna leave soon so mm -hmm. uh, I began to having uh, online meetings and yeah. like, so so they they have like uh, a, a period of adaptation, you know? Yeah, was it hard uh, for them, or like for you, for the first few months? Um, no, to be honest, it, it, it wasn't hard. Uh, the, the first few months uh, were great, and I was so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had uh, later had like difficult times. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it's even, even harder when you are like alone yeah. in, in a country where if you just arrive there, you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. yeah, it can it, it, it can be harder, but nothing. You, you 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 just deal with that. I think for me, I knew that um, I didn't actually think that I could um, make a living for myself from traveling because, like, who does that? I mean, I was like, I grew up in a really small town, and I didn't even grow up in Manila. That's like the capital, which is like two hours from me. But on that trip to Thailand, I was like, oh, I met a lot of like bloggers, content creators, and um, I was in the film club back in university, so I knew how to edit and like do my videos, and um, I was studying creative writing, so I know how to write articles and content. So I think for me, um, after graduation, I went to Taiwan, to test the waters, so I sent out pitches of like sponsorships for like hotels, hostels, restaurants, and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, it actually worked. So what more um, can I get out of this when um, I become more established or I get more a more stable client list? So I think that's how it started for me. Which is like hard. Oh, nice, <laughs> but you, you did uh, like two good things, uh, as I see it. Like number one, is like first you did like some experiment, uh, experiment, or you yeah. did like a tri trial period and see how it is mm -hmm. before you know uh, definitely uh, going for it. And, yeah, uh, and that that's for you turned out great because you discover like you were able to see the opportunities for you there yeah. in, in that trip. And then um, uh, number two, I, I think like you in some way where, as you told me, uh, you were like proactive with this. Like, okay, you you decided to okay, I want to try to live to mm -hmm. make a life from this. Yeah. So you took all the work of uh, sending like sponsorship sponsorship uh, letters, yeah. uh, trying to get customers. Yeah, I imagine it was difficult. It was very difficult. I mean, I had a lot of rejections at first, but I was like, okay, this is not going to stop me. Because it's the same with pitching you right, yeah. books and stuff to get published. But um, yeah, it was hard at first, but it turned out so great. So you get also a lot of no's at the beginning. I'm sorry? Uh, I was uh, asking you, is, yeah, at the beginning, you, you get like a lot of rejections. Until you, you realize how to do it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I learned um, how to write pitches better, what to not put in a pitch or like what sponsors are looking for so I 
took all those advices and um, just dealt with it on my next um, trips. That's why when we were in Singapore, I was there for a month and I was literally living on sponsorships because I didn't have to pay for like hostels. That's why I, I could afford to go there for like a month. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, were there any like cool stories or like perks that were extended to you because you were a digital nomad? I mean, for myself, it was like the sponsorships and all that stuff and like free food. Just like some people call me like a hustler because like I don't like spending money, but um, I still <laughs> get all this from like working. But they don't see that I actually do the work because I take pictures, I do content and branding for like the sponsors and then that's what I get in return. But do you have any stories like that? Um, uh, I don't have stories uh, like uh, of getting sponsorship or the kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I do have like ma many situations that I was like surprised that I didn't expect. Oh, like, really? Like, uh, I, th I think that that happens yeah just when you are open and when you are traveling, mm -hmm. like getting to some uh, destination, uh, like, I don't know, for example, in Vietnam, um, I was like just walking on the street and seeing like the, the owners of the, of the, you know, the coffee shops mm -hmm. or the bars just invite you just because the only fact that you are a foreigner and they, they were like very welcoming. Uh -huh. So, uh, and he's the owner of like I don't know. He he would invite you a free beer or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's already, it's already super cheap. Like it's fifty dollar cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will invite you yeah. for free. So just to talk, uh, or maybe I, I will go to the park. Yeah. You know, to run or something like that. Um, I will come across with the students who want to practice their English. Yeah. Uh, and want to learn more about about how it's you know about, about you yeah uh, and for me it was the same because I wanted to learn more about their, their, their culture so it was really great I, I met a lot of people uh, and I was like suddenly uh, having lunch in someone's house that you didn't even know <laughs> uh, with all the family yeah that I, that an hour before I didn't know them uh, you know I think that's, that's Asian culture in general because in the Philippines we have this thing called a fiesta. I'm pretty sure you're oh, like you know what the fiesta is. It's party. Yes. And um <laughs> yeah. It's like an homage or like to honor your patron saint, quote unquote, in the Catholic Church. And every town has your own like um basilica or like church. We call them capilla because they're like small. And in my town, it's the uh, Nuestra Señora de la Asunción or something like that. I don't even know. I'm not a Catholic. But um, every May, we celebrate, we host like a fiesta. So all the streets are closed. And all the houses, all the family prepares like meals and like different gifts for the kids. And we have um, an amusement park going on and like a tiny lot with like games and everything. And... Even if you don't know the person or like the owner of the house, when you go inside, they will feed you. They will like give you food, give you like little gifts, token of appreciation and all that stuff. So I think it's like Asian culture in general. So when you go to the Philippines, yes. look for 
the town with the fiesta when you are on the time yeah, of we'll your arrival because fiestas. it's a different experience they have like um the the roads are all closed and there's like a marching band there are different um festivals going and um i i think you're going to like it okay okay i'm gonna take note of that yeah uh, i would say uh that uh i agree with you about uh, asian culture mm -hmm. i think that i have experienced the same thing in vietnam but yeah. the same thing also in thailand or here in Do indonesia like people yeah. would be uh, very uh, welcoming, welcoming you. yeah Yes, we'll talk with you and we uh, try to make a conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's when you are alone. That's that's really important. Exactly. Uh, because you you, you want to meet people. You want to understand uh, maybe a little more about mm -hmm. them. Uh, if they are open to that, uh, everything's become easier. Exactly. So, um, do you think right now? Do you think that you made the right or you have chosen the right career path? Yes, one hundred percent sure about that. That's great. <laughs> it's like I, I'm very proud of that. That's good uh, because it was so hard. Everything was so hard. Uh, yeah. Finally, be here is like, your hard work has paid off. Yeah, there are not many things that I'm proud, but this this particular thing, yes, I'm totally proud of. That. <laughs> wow, that's so that's so nice. Um. What about you? What? I'm sorry? What about you? Yes. I I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I can't imagine I can't even imagine myself like sitting in law school and just like listening to boring professors. No offense. <laughs> um but in there's this moment that made me rethink my career path. It was fairly recently when i met the supreme court chief justice of the philippines she was the first and she was um overthrown by my dictator of a president i don't if there's any filipinos listening to this i am i don't like him i don't like Duterte. <laughs> but let's not get into that <laughs> but yeah i i thought to myself if i become a lawyer will i make a change in this country or will I just be one of those lawyers that just like sit in their chairs and do nothing but then I realized that if I were meant to be in that field I'd do it but I'm not miserable being a digital nomad as a matter of fact I love it and I can't I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else so I think that I made the right career path so <laughs> I'm I'm really really happy to be traveling the world and meeting wonderful people as I go through different cities. Great. Speaking of city or like country, which country has the best digital nomad scene that you've been to? Mm, okay, so so far, uh, most of the places I, I have visited. Uh, mm -hmm. They are. They were pretty good. Uh, there is, there is, you know, one site that is very popular. Mm -hmm. But if someone's listening, and I want to check. It's called Nomad List. So, in in that place has uh, that site has like a list of cities that are like more suitable for digital nomads lifestyle. Uh, it's made by by uh, based on uh, digital nomads recommendations. Oh, okay. Uh, so, 
so far I've been like in the I must say like like top twenty cities. Uh, I, I have to agree with that list. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, I, I think the top places are I don't know the list, but for me, uh, I had like a wonderful time in Chiang Mai. Oh, in Chiang Mai? Uh, it's, it's, in Thailand? Yeah. I've yes, never been there, actually. You've never been there? Uh, I only ever went to the south, like Phuket, Krabi, Pipiko Pipi, but I've never been up uh, to Chiang Mai. It's, I, I've been there too, and uh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, the south is like uh, the beaches and yeah. all that is so beautiful, but the north is quite different. Um, is like uh, the lifestyle there is uh, specifically Chamai is a big city, mm -hmm. but it's not a city. Still, it's like a town. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you don't have beach, but you have like mountains and a lot of beautiful places to, to explore around. Yeah, you can go uh, hiking and all that. Sorry. Oh yeah, for hiking. Yeah. Uh, or you know, rent a bike, uh, go around, explore yeah. temples uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, um, there are like things that I love about Chiang Mai was uh, the food is incredible. It's so good, so good. I mean, Thai uh, food so in cheap. general is amazing. I love Thai food. Yes, yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. I can't wait uh, to go back in, a, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why I was asking you if you're going to go, going, gonna go back to Thailand because I'll be in Bangkok in two weeks. All right. Um, <laughs> The internet is also great, like very, very fast internet. Yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's a great city. Uh, and if you want to, like, it's up to you if you want to go to a place with other digital nomads or mm -hmm. not. You don't need to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't just go any place and just meet uh, local people. Mm -hmm. I, I'm more into that, in that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't need to, co to connect with everyone who is working online. I just like to meet regular people, mm -hmm. normal people, you know. Uh, but if you go to Ishamai or if you come here to Bali, you're going to meet like a lot of people that is doing uh, the same as you. Yeah. Or, you know, I feel like Singapore too you know. has like a, a good population of digital nomads. I think I've met some in Singapore. Uh, I met many in Singapore and in Singapore was... But I didn't uh, go to like me. a co-working space or anything like that. I just met them uh, at hostels. Uh, I went to some events on Singapore, uh -huh. and that couch was surfing? so great. Uh, sorry? Was it in couch surfing or no? No, no, no. There were like uh, open talks, something like that. Oh. Um, usually, uh, uh, particularly, I went uh, from one big company that is into the, you know, Bitcoin stuff. Yeah. All that. Um, Singapore, for me, was really great for... Yeah, I I see, Singapore. like, a lot of... A lot of business business opportunities. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of big companies, and I met like really, uh, let's say, powerful people. Mm -hmm. So for business, it's really good. Yeah, uh, I love that. It's like this. That city is made for making business. Exactly. That, that's for me. That's my experience. That's why they call it the city of the future. I think the New York of Asia, and I I, I live in New York, but I love Singapore, which is crazy. <laughs> So I think it's great there, but if I were to live in Asia, I'd still choose the Philippines. <laughs> bias, is, bias. Okay, is I, I, I haven't been uh, there yet, but uh, you I'm should go. Soon. Oh, actually, <laughs> speaking of the fiesta, there is a. Uh, 
probably the most popular one. It's in Cebu. It's, it's usually in January, I think. And their patron saint is Santo Niño. And they have a thing called Sinulog Festival, like Pizzanor and all that stuff. You should check it out. I'll send you everything later. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, do you actually see yourself going back to Argentina anytime soon? Uh, big no to that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think you're Honestly, enjoying uh, life too much right now to go back to Argentina. Yes, I'm enjoying this too much, but uh, to be honest, I don't want to go back to my country. Um, I have like mixed feelings ever about that because uh, sorry. Is that ever or like just in the yes for now? ever? I think it's ever because um, about this. It's like I like I love many things about my country. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have my family. I have my friends. Sometimes you miss the food. You, exactly. you know your home food. Yeah. Uh, uh, all that kind of, of stuff, but at the same time, I feel I have like a rejection, like to what politicians and corruption. Yeah. My country is, ha has a lot of corruption, and I, I feel exactly like I don't want to be part like. of that. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like I, I don't want to settle down there. I don't want to. I don't know if I, someday I have kids. I don't want to raise them there. Yeah. If, if someday I have kids, they're gonna be no digital nomads also. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, I've seen people on the yeah, internet who take their kids with them on their adventures, which is pretty cool, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, no plans to, to going back uh, to my country. Maybe just for visiting friends and yeah. that all stuff, but not for a living. Uh, I just want to keep doing this at least a couple of more years, mm -hmm. um, then I will see. You know, that's Maybe exactly what I leave. said about the Philippines. When I went to New York, I was like, okay, I'm never going back home to the Philippines. I'm never gonna go there again. But then, um, my stepfather died and I had to go back. What? Uh, no, 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 that's okay. Um, but then an opportunity came with the business opportunity that one I told you about. And uh -huh. I just felt like, um, I just felt like maybe this can actually work. But I still... Like what you said, I don't want to raise my kids here because it just feels um, weird and I didn't actually have a very good childhood in the Philippines, but oh well, <laughs> it's in the future, so. Yeah, the, thi the, the thing is when, when you travel, you see uh, how different things can be. Exactly. And it's, it's most of the time, it's a life changer or yeah. mind changer whatever you want to call it uh, and you see okay so things like for me being in singapore was like the proof okay you can have the, uh, an honest country like singapore there was no police they have like these yeah made these not a statues i don't know how to say like posters of police yeah and that's all they have exactly exactly that's fine. Uh, they don't have, compare that with my They don't have any homeless people. I was like walking around um, Chinatown and Marina Bay with my friend. And I was like, you know, there are no homeless people in Singapore. I've been here for like two weeks and I haven't seen any homeless person. And my friend said, dude, you are a homeless person. I was like, you're right. I don't have any home. <laughs> I'm homeless, basically. <laughs> and I was like... 
Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> but but theoretically speaking, there is no like slums in Singapore, like people living in the streets and all that stuff that you I usually see in the Philippines. Uh, yeah, so after you see that, uh, it's like you you don't wanna it's like you change your standards. Exactly. And, and you wanna you wanna have like a different Life, yes, quality, a better quality future for, for your future yes, children. Definitely. Exactly. So, if you don't want to go back to Argentina, where do you consider your home base is for now? Because for me, I consider uh, New York my home base because all my stuff are there. New York? Uh, no, for me, I don't know. Planet Earth? I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't have any place that I call home. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe just my parents. Um, my, my house there but yeah. it's, it's not like my home because I don't have any stuff there yeah so I don't have any place that I call home uh, just a, 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 every place I stay there uh, I, ca I try to make it my home mm -hmm. uh, so yeah I think yeah, also just, oh sorry I also think that no, being no, no, a yeah. digital nomad makes you like minimalistic because like all our stuff can basically fit in our backpacks and our suitcases and that's everything that my my mom said where are all your stuff and I was like all of the things that I own can fit into my backpack so I think that makes me think about um, buying like stuff financial wise because you can be like oh I want the shoes but like but is it going to last me a couple years or is it going to fit in my backpack where am I gonna use it I don't have any use for this so let's not buy it so because I'm a very impulsive exactly. buyer <laughs> but that that made me really appreciate when, when we're when I'm er, when I started earning my money in traveling I, I, I became more like do I need this no I don't need this I'm not going, going to buy this like that yes, kind of person exactly. This is exactly as you said. I have same as you. Like everything I have is just uh, fit in my backpack and mm -hmm. my luggage, uh, and that's all I have. I don't have anything else. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like you you realize that you don't need many things. Exactly. <laughs> just you, you don't need it, and uh, it's like make you think like. And this is I'm going deep on this one, but it's like life is also it could be also like like, like a trip, you know. Mm -hmm. you don't, it's, it's, it's a temporary thing. You don't need exactly. any stuff. Uh, just the, the, the means to, to keep everything going, and that's all. Exactly. Uh, but I, I have to confess that it was so hard when I, I sold all my, my stuff. <laughs> uh, like, I, I had to re get rid of everything. Um, was Some things was, oh no, I don't want to get rid of yeah. this. But, hmm. Like, whenever I visit in the Philippines, my cousin, excuse me, my cousin would ask me, why don't you drive? Why don't you just buy a car? And I'm like, how, why am I going to buy a car? I don't even live here. Or like, where am I going to put it? It can't fit in my backpack. I can't take it anywhere. So I have no use for it, really. So I think like people yeah, exactly. who don't live this lifestyle, lifestyle doesn't really get it as much as people who do. But, I mean, it's it works, so. <laughs> it's great. For me, it's great. Yeah, uh, me too. The less, the less you have, is better. Exactly. Be you don't, like, hoard too much. And it's, 
sustainable in the environment. You don't produce so much waste. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's like, it's, you, if you have many things, you are worrying all the time about these things. Like, you have an apartment, you worry about that. You have exactly. a car, you worry about your car, you cleaning your car. You have to pay, all, like, all, all expenses, loans, and all that stuff. Yeah, if you don't have anything, you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> exactly. I, I only have to worry. When I'm traveling, the only thing I worry about is my passport. That's my worst fear. I never want to lose my passport, <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Did you ever have like any experience like you lost your passport or anything like that? Nearly. I was um, on a bus from Phnom Penh in Cambodia to Saigon and because like what have you experienced those buses where when you go inside the bus they just take your passport and then put it in like a little stack container and then they don't care about it oh no I well that was for that. me and then when we were crossing the border everyone in my bus was already done through immigration and my bus driver was like come on come on where's your passport where's your passport and i was like I don't know where's my passport and they don't speak English. I mean the, the the people that are there didn't really speak English. So I was like really really scared. That was like the biggest scare oh of my, my God. life. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you have yeah, any? That could be really bad. No, 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 no. Oh, so far uh, we are going good. <laughs> no, good. but it's like can I have your passport? No. No, why do you need my passport? I have a copy. I always have like exactly. many copies of my passport. Me too, me too. Like, even, ho even hostel or hotels, I don't give my I, I just show to them, but I don't give it to them. Like many places will ask your passport for yeah, like they keep if you want to rent a bike. Yeah, yeah exactly. but I said no. I said like no, I need it. I need to go to the embassy. Yeah, like, exactly. Application, something like that. Because yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go through that. Exactly. Because, I mean, they don't, they will not care for it as much as you care for it. Yeah, if they lost their passport, no big deal for them. Exactly, because it's not theirs and it's not their problem. But it, it, yeah. it brings so many problems to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, oh well. <laughs> so, I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias, Mariano. Oh, well, muchas gracias a vos, Dani. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Me, mine too. Um, do you have any like social media where where can we find you? Where can we like like your photos or like go for go to you for consultations and marketing and all that stuff? Facebook, Instagram, okay. blog. Uh, yeah, I use Instagram. That is Mariana Martinez. I, I think you you should like put a link or something like that. Yeah, uh, everything is going to be in the description box. Alright, uh, my project right now, I'm working in a project that is like sort of a game mm -hmm. slash course that where I teach uh, people how to, you know, um, create their own campaigns, but it's all in Spanish, I have to say. Yeah. But anyway, it's called the Digital Marketing Challenge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw that on Facebook right earlier. I liked your page. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so... You can you can find me there. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. <laughs> For me, you can find me on Instagram. All my social media handles are at dmdenhuko, and my blog is www.danikadenhuko.com. So everything will be Mariano and mine's um, 
Social media links will be in the description box. And if you have any questions for us, just let, let us know or like message us on our accounts. So that's it. Thank you so much, Mariano. And I hope you have a fun trip to Indonesia. Thank you, Danny. Hope to see you in January for Fiesta. For sure. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>